the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, everyone. Let's start again. It's Saturday morning, October the 7th, 2023. I'm Peter Boyles. This is Radio Free Denver, good old 710 KNUS. The weather, you don't need it, but here we go. 73 will be the high. Tomorrow, Sunday, be 80. Back to work Monday, 78 degrees. In studio, coming up at 10 o'clock, Jimmy Walker. Dr. Daddy-O, and this is going to be a sit-back-and-listen Daddy is a legend in this business and uh, talked to a couple of different people. We're talking about gearing up for the show. He's got a book out now. So let's start that one at 10 o'clock. Now, as you know, this morning, the war has begun. But it's more if you read the history, and many of you have, and then when I watch some of the news channels, many of them have not. But the conflict, and I was saying this with Jimmy at the tag of his show, there's a very complex history of Israeli-Palestinian conflicts. And you know, you hear this, it's about land, it's about having the right to self-determination. If you listen to people speak, they say it's not a conflict between Jews and Muslims or Jews and Arabs. It doesn't go back to biblical times of the Old Testament. That's nonsense. It's it precisely does that. And it does any and all of those things. It's an issue of nationalism. It's an issue of territorial possessions. It's an issue of culture. It's an issue of religious factions. And I listened to somebody on Fox News, some talking head, and they see, and now this is really, of course, it's exactly what it's about. The origins of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict can be traced really into the, when it heated into the 19th century, the Ottoman Turkish Empire rules a large portion of the Middle East from the 16th century until the 20th century. Um, And the region was religiously diverse. It included Jews, Muslims, and Christians. Uh, Judaism was uh, engaged in the Middle East. I mean, it's just all part of one. And so 303-696-1971. Palestine has been ruled over by the Ottomans for several centuries. And then comes the British, uh, the British and the French. And that's the double deal. The, the double deal is the Arabs get double dealt. The Palestinians. Zionism is an ideology, it's a movement that was aimed to establish a Jewish state in Palestine. And there was a guy named Theodore Herzl, and they were in Switzerland, and they're witnessing what really finally comes to a head in the 30s in Europe. And they're watching what was called pogroms. And pogroms took place in Poland, they took place in Ukraine, uh, the Dreyfus trials, what uh, the French were doing to a, to an officer who happened to be Jewish. Uh, the, the British don't have any particularly great. Uh, the Spaniards have a worse history when it comes with Jews living in those, in those countries. 
So um, they pressure, and they want to go to Palestine, which, of course, if you don't know, is named the Palestine is Palestinians, who they say, and again, he said, she said, that we get our name from the Philistines. Remember in the Bible, the Philistines came, and it was, remember, Goliath was a Philistine. David was a Hebrew. And that's how far back this stuff goes. And for anybody that's going to short-circuit you today, or it's this afternoon, or tomorrow, or the next day, and they say, this is, uh, this, oh, this just began, then they have never cracked a book. They've never read. And so comes the time where the Sykes-Pico Agreement that was reached in 1916, that the, well, they, and, and it's what, what's also interesting comes Balfour Declaration, named after Lord Balfour in November of 17. And the British, who are controlling all of this, and the French, support the Zionists, and they create a Jewish state in the area. The, and it was over money. The uh, British were tapped. The First World War, the bloody First World War, the senseless, useless First World War. And they go to the Rothschilds. And the Rothschilds agree to loan money with this caveat, that you, Lord Balfour, have the Balfour Amendment. And that was the agreement that won the approval of the League of Nations after the war. And the British uh, awarded a territorial mandate in Palestine in order to facilitate the goals put forth by by Balfour. This mandate then legitimatized and empowered the Zionists and the territory that it came into, the nation of Israel, in the aftermath of World War II. And theory holds that the international political recognition, re- recognition pardon me, of, of Zionism was the trigger for a hostile Palestinian response. And as they say, the rest is history. There's a, um, there's a line from great historians that says, goes like this. There is no tomorrow. It is only yesterday repeating itself. And this is the yesterday repeating itself. The rise of everything that's taking place. It's not to be, you know, I mean, I'm... We we're talking about shocked and, and surprised. I, I was, you know, whoa, here they go again. But Hamas and that runs the, and remember, Gaza is very, I think Gaza is 120 or 130 square miles. And there's, I forget, like there's 20, 22 million people packed in there. I've been in, on that side of the, of the bank. And we, I've watched the IDF. And these are, these are death enemies. You talk about Protestants and Catholics in Ireland. That's yesterday repeating itself. Um, Hindus and Muslims in Pakistan and uh, Bangladesh. What happens in the war for Bangladesh? They're just repetitive. They go again and again and again and again, and it's not going to change. And so you ask yourself, what should be the position of the United States of America? Well, since Harry Truman and Joe Stalin, Israel and Palestine, this conflict 
and I'm listening to the Fox analysts this morning, and I'm asking myself, not yet, big deal, not yet have I seen them put a historian on who says, now, wait a minute. Uh, Fox is very, very uh, pro the state of Israel, and it's anybody's choice. But you've got to ask your questions. How did it get there? And I've talked to Palestinians and was on the West Bank. And they, they, they'll tell you. <laughs> and, it's, and it's absolutely amazing. They can tell you where an olive tree is in a backyard, in a house that they've never seen. And they tell you, you know, it was their grandfather's home. And they, and they, when they talk about home, and I was, I, I mean, I was taken back by it. And they talk about home, and home was Israel, in, in Israel. But the Palestinians said, well, at home, and I said, have you ever been there? No, but at home, what's it look like? Well, and I said, that's home, yes, but I've never been there. So how do you abate that? How do you try and win? How do you try against someone who doesn't care? And I think the United States of America has run up against this a couple of times. And the only true way to end it is brutal, <laughs> is you totally destroy it. Well, the Zionist movement uh, and enjoyed really a lot of popular support. Uh, the sense of, a, of nationhood was already forming. And now in universities and colleges and many, many, many places, this, taking sides with the Palestinians, with the PLO, and much to the chagrin of their parents and grandparents. The stories out of places like Shaker Heights where these kids come home from school and they're anti the state of Israel and the grandparents and the parents don't understand. This will burn out. Um, if it repeats, I'm, and by the way, jump this, please, if you want to get into it. 303-696-1971 is the number. I'm Peter Boyle. 73 will be the high. 80 tomorrow. This will burn out, this war. And the world is a weak place right now. Um, I love it when I'm watching these government representatives start talking about Ukraine. Uh, no. It's... it's 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 not, but it is to them. And um, the um, the conflict, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, this complex history of the Israelis and Palestinians, and it will burn out. That's my prediction. How long will it take for it to burn out? I don't know. Will it burn out? Of course it will. And to to and to what aim? Well. You, um, in many ways, you showed them. You showed them that they were not safe. You shook the world. It had nothing nothing to do with Saudi Arabia, zero to do with Saudi Arabia. Uh, in fact, the Sauds want to show themselves now as um, the boys next door. Uh, Hezbollah is a Shia organization out of out of Lebanon, actually, and connected to uh, the Ayatollahs and the Shia in Iran. 
the enemy of my enemy is my enemy. I, I look at this stuff and I think the way it's being portrayed right now, um, I think it's uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what Joe Biden does because Biden right now is being pressured so badly on a couple of different things. And one's Ukraine, one's a border, and the rest of it. So let us begin. Joseph, uh, good good morning. Hello? Yeah, you're on the air. Hey, what's going on? So I'm listening to you speak right now, but you're not mentioning anything about the unprovoked attack on Israel by terrorists. I'm not blaming the Palestinian people. There's tons of innocent people. But right now, there's an unprovoked attack on innocent Israelis. Hold on just a second. I don't know if you understood what I said. I said people don't understand the conflict. And I just said before you came on the air, this is going to burn out. Uh, And we'll be done again and again and again and again. A hundred percent. I agree with you. You know, this is going to burn out, and there's a lot of history, you know. But why are there missiles being shot into Israel today? Well, they're not missiles. I don't want to do that. They're rockets. I've been there when um, I've been on children's playgrounds in um, Israeli schools, and they have these really, they're they're made out of um, concrete concrete pipe, and they, they paint them up to look like caterpillars. And they're and you you know what I'm saying, but they see it differently again, you know don't don't you have to see the enemy through the enemy's eyes if you don't, then you cannot defeat the enemy Palestinians okay. the Pal- Palestinians will tell you that's their land, you took it from us. The majority of Palestinians have nothing to do with the attack that is happening today. I'm not this saying that. Hamas, a terrorist Listen to group. me one more time. Hamas represents what these what this is about. The the people who run. What's the name? No, of, well, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, Joseph, what's the name of the government that runs the West Bank? It's Hamas. Thank you. It, it doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Okay, so you're you're blaming Hamas? No, and you're saying that listen, I'm going to try you. I, I, you know, how did I know walking in here today this would happen? I am not because bl- you aren't blaming Hamas. Of course not. Well, the 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 idea of this war that I said will go on forever and ever and ever has its roots uh, in and uh, biblical times is not going to end now. Blaming what some happened today right, has nothing okay. to do with biblical times. Sure, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. These things today, today. All right. So there's innocent Israelis and innocent Palestinians living in the West Bank, living in Gaza, living in Israel. Why would Hamas attack on a high holiday they're, on Shabbat? Well, there. Hey, that's precisely the reason you would, given their mindset. But understand what this point is. We show you that we can still do it. We show it to the world that we're still alive. We can do these things. This is our aim. Uh, I'm not saying that that's my position, but if you read them, they will tell you this is what we're doing. And you are incorrect. The views okay, of the majority right. of the Palestinian people, they want peace. The views of the majority of right. the Israeli people is they want peace. There is a ceasefire. 
today, a, a terrorist group decided to attack Israel. It's not representative of Palestinians or Israelis. But what do you think is going to well, happen now? Well, I said it will burn out. And what you say, I mean, overwhelmingly, the Palestinians, the man on the street, despises the state of Israel. Uh, the Israelis, on the other hand, there is a movement in Israel today to seek a really even peace truce with Palestinians. Okay, uh, and that's where your views are wrong. I'm Both not wrong. I'm not wrong. You may disagree no, with me, but uh, all right. You okay. have antiquated views. It's okay, oh, though. Geez, okay. The majority of us, yeah. all people, we want peace. When you see terrorist groups attacking innocent people, you should call out the terrorist groups, okay. not Palestinians, okay. not Israelis. Did you ever hear the, the did you ever, did, did, tell, slow down? Did you ever hear a term from history that says one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter? Bro, nobody thinks okay. Hamas right. okay. is right. freedom all right. fighters. All right, let's go to Don. Don, you're on a radio show. Good morning. I knew it would. I said, Peter, do you want to do this? Yeah, what the hell? Good morning, Don. Good morning, Peter. Hey, man. I feel, I feel your pain. <laughs> Listening to some of these people, I feel your pain. Um, you hit it right on the, the spot about this has been going on forever. It's not going to change. No. It may go on forever no. forever. Yes. Because the thing that your last caller and a lot of people like him do not realize is other people don't think the way he does. Right. They don't think the way I do. I just mentioned. They don't know what they grew up with. Yeah. Had George Washington, Adams, and others been grabbed by Mad King George, he would have hung them. He would have taken their property and seized it. They were terrorists in the, in the notion of that. One man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter, the IRA. And the, what the IRA did in, in, in Ireland and then actually took the war to Britain, they were the terrorists, according to the British, but according to the Irish, they were freedom fighters. And so it's interesting to watch Fox News or to listen to talk radio without any historical references to how this guy thinks or how that guy thinks. I'm not taking a side. I want to make that clear. I'm just saying, here's the case. And when the, when the United States gets involved abroad with the sadness of the war in Afghanistan, most Afghans didn't know where New York was, let alone what happened on 9-11 but we sure as hell killed them, and they sure as hell tried to kill us. And they were they were the freedom fighters for the Pashtuns, and they were the terrorists to the United States Army or the United States military or American foreign policy. And I'm saying just pull back. This will burn out. Don? Well, how many people do you think in this country realize or give any thought about anything that happened in Israel yesterday? Um, it's it's lead on a lot of the news shows, and 
you know, and I got to... I, I got to What percentage of people watch him? Well, I, 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 asked, I asked the question the other day, when is the last time you watched a local news show start to finish? Uh, I can't think back that far. Neither, neither, neither can I. But, but to, I don't even watch any of this stuff now. I don't, Fox, any I, of it. I don't watch well, any of it. As a little geek, and I just love reading history and the notions of how the state of Israel comes to be and who the Palestinians are. And it's interesting that um, if, you, if you're pro-Israel, then you go, oh, these guys, they... Um, they're not really Palestinians. They're this, they're that, they're this, they're that. But on the other hand, the right of return, any Jew, with the exception of Marlansky, any Jew who goes back to Israel has the right to return. So if you were born in New York or you were born in, it doesn't matter, you have the right to come back and be an Israeli. On the other hand, these guys can't. So they go, what do you mean? You can and we can't. And then they flip it the other way and go, Every, and, and it's like, it's like listening to an echo chamber. But understand, both sides, I was in a chow line with a young woman in the IDF. And she, over her shoulder, she had a, uh, an M16. And we're eating, and we're going to come moving down the chow line eating. And beautiful, beautiful young woman. And I, I said to her, you know, about... When will this end? And she looked at me. She said, well, not in my lifetime. I don't, I, maybe she was 21, 22 years old. She knew that this wasn't going to end. And so for everybody to be jumping up and down, this is just in a series of things. This is another one. Uh, somebody tells me the problem. Yes or no. Do we, do, we, do we belong in the Ukraine? No. Good. No. You talk about people walking around with um, guns on. Yeah. In the international section of the Munich airport, yeah. I was there last year. There's these women walking around. Yeah. And they're all geared up, yeah. carrying, you know, yeah. automatic rifles. Sure. Their M- I, whatever. Yeah, I, I got mean, a, I got a. This is what it is. I got a text here that says, "The problem is Islam." No, it's not. Um, in fact, <laughs> and, and that George Habash, who I started to read. Uh, I don't know when I started to read George Habash. But George Habash was a physician, but he was a Christian, and he was one of the voices of, of I, don't, I don't think it was Black September, but I think it was like Alpha Tau, or, um, and he was very much involved. The same thing with the chief of staff, Saddam's chief of staff, Tarek Aziz. He was a Christian. And there's many Palestinian Christians. There's, it isn't about Islam. It's about the hatred of the West. Um, they see the Israelis as imperialists. They see the Zionist movement. And so, I mean, I, and I'm, I'm not taking a side before all this idiocy begins. I'm saying this is what's going on. And it isn't the stuff that's being pumped out by Fox News this morning. They use, they use religion for well, the cover for their tribalism. All they want to do is be what they are and what they've been, you know, for forever. Forever. This, this is nothing new. No, it repeats no. itself over and over. And if you don't read, as you would say, and I know for a fact, 
I know so much more now because I've spent the past 10 years reading a lot yeah. of history. Yeah, yeah. And sooner or later, the dots get connected, everything oh, yeah. over and over yep. and over. Yeah, sure. And I'm glad Kevin McCarthy's out. Yeah. I got all right. right. Talk to you. Goodbye. <laughs> all, right. You. all right. All right. Lou, what do you want to do here? Take a turnaround? All right. So let me reset. 303-696-1971. Um, the, this attack came, and I had another hour planned, but we do have Jimmy Walker with us, Dr. Daddio. And I'm really looking forward to Daddy O coming in, and we'll tell stories, and he'll he'll talk about it. But it's important uh, to understand the depth of this conflict, and and again, there is a line that says one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. So. <laughs> A large percentage of Palestinians see these men, I'm sure women, as freedom fighters. Uh, the other hand, we have the one to call her, they're a terrorist. Go, go read the history of Ireland. And when they started, when you know, all the kneecapping was taking place and what the British were doing to the, the, the IRA and what the IRA was doing back to the Irish... All of them, the big fella, right? To all of them, they were freedom fighters. To the British, they were terrorists. So it depends on your view and your politics. Um, to some people, these people were this. To some people, these people are that. All right, David Ellis, Cherry Creek. Saw David yesterday telling... And again, taking your valuables to David Ellis Jewelers and get a fortune in cash and secure an appraisal from David, all the valuables you have tucked away in your home, it's still true. Let me share the other reason to see David, just in case you don't have a Rolex, rare coins, or silver tea set. See David Ellis for all your meaningful gift-giving occasions. David, David's Jewelers, and all there's people in there. His family's there, and it is amazing to me. The antique watches, emerald pennants. Gold necklaces, diamond rings, this trusted jeweler has been buying precious metals and antiques in Colorado for decades. Dazzling cases filled with hundreds of new and used pieces for your loved ones and people that will treasure these things forever. Six days a week, he's there right now. David Ellis Jewelers, see for yourself. Look for the black awning on the corner of 3rd and Clayton and Cherry Creek. Explore davidellisjewelry.com. Call my friend David Ellis, 303-322-8779. 303-322-8779, and tell him Peter Boyle sent you. This is the right kind of music. Dr. Daddio coming up. 73 will be the high today on a Saturday, 80 on Sunday. This is Radio Free Denver, good old 710 KNUS, 303-696-1971. Lines are jammed. We go to Mike. Mike, thanks for waiting. You're on the show. Yeah, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, uh the conflict in Israel in the region being wrapped into history, and you're right. As is similarly the conflict going on in Ukraine, and I want to ask you to give a condensed version of that history. But first, I wanted to mention the, uh, the you mentioned the Rothschilds, and I was do, looking into into them and the, the imponderable wealth they had. Uh, oh, well, totally, totally eclipsed. It just eclipsed the Vanderbilts, the sure. Carnegie, oh, the Rockefellers. But in that moment, yeah. and in that moment that leads to Balfour, 
And remember, he's Lord Balfour. And it's 19, well, they begin to talk in 1916. The British government has been drained of all of its treasure because of this terrible war that was, for another day, was so unnecessary. Balfour, they go to the Rothschilds for money. The Zionist Congress has taken place. I think the first one was in Bern, Switzerland. And it was in reaction to pogroms and to um, the Dreyfus trial and everything that went with it. And they wanted to have a land of their own. And the British, as though they have the power to do so, which they did not, they grant that um, in the Balfour Declaration. And it's out of Theodore Herzl, and it was the creation of a Jewish state. Now, it's not taken aside to tell that story or to tell that part of history. So as, as improbable as it may seem, the British, and, and actually, if you read the life of Lawrence, you know, everybody knows Lawrence of Arabia because they saw the movie. When Lawrence quits, Lawrence is in Damascus because the lies, the double-crossing of the Arabs has taken place by the French and by the British. And he's in Damascus, and he sees the French army march in. Um, and the French, by the way, then turn around and give it, as, the, as if they could, give it to the British. And with great disgust, Lawrence leaves and resigns his commission, and the rest of his life has been, you know, this very strange mystery of the of Lawrence, but he it could, because he is in there selling the Arabs. We will give you a rape. We will give you your country. We will leave, and so the Arabs unify to fight the Turks. Only to find out they'd been double crossed and then triple crossed when it came to the foundation of Balfour Declaration, and it then it takes up till after the Second World War, and the UN Declaration that. The, the Jewish state can be founded. Now, to anybody in this audience right now and getting all kinds of nasty email, have you ever heard of the name, Mike, of an Irishman by the name of Michael Collins? No, I haven't. Michael Collins is the father of modern terrorism. I have a framed picture. I have a framed picture of Michael Collins, the big fella. Michael Collins is in the IRA, one of the early founders of the IRA. And they want the British out. And it's after the second, leading up to and before, same time thing, First World War. And they begin to do acts of terror against the occupying British Army. And that also brings about something called the Black and Tans. Have you ever read about the Tans? No. Well, the Tans were... um, brought into Ireland after the First World War, and they had their own military pants because they were former British soldiers, the, the tan pants. The British gave them black shirts. They were the takeout squads. They were, they, they were the murderers hired by the British doing things that the British Army would not do. And like the brown shirts. <laughs> very, oh, I mean, I can give you those examples all over the world. So yeah. the Tans, as the Brit- as the Irish call them, so uh, the Michael Collins, the IRA, they and they would hang them. They catch them and they'd hang them, and the Irish would call it they were lifted. They were lifted, meant mean they were hung. 
So eventually they just wear them down. They bring the bombs home. Um, Michael Collins are kneecapping guys in the street. And eventually, although they keep the northern part as part of the empire, the you know where Belfast is, but mm-hmm. they and Michael Collins, and they finally see him. They don't even know what he looks like. And Michael Collins, mm-hmm. Michael Collins comes. Michael Collins is the father of modern terrorism. Everybody learned from Michael Collins. Now, to the Irish, Michael Collins is a huge hero. To the British. They'd have hung him. Well, that sounds like uh, that sounds like McGregor. Exactly. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It, it, could you give a? Could you just quick uh, give a similar? You don't have to go back a thousand years, mm-hmm. but a conflict, the conflict going on in Ukraine and Russia's. They've been doing this uh, before there were Romanovs. I mean, they they've been at each other. Yeah. And the interesting thing is when the when the when the Russians are are, are invaded by the. By the by, the German army and the Ukrainians. There's Ukrainian SS divisions, and the Ukrainians gladly join and the uh, the, the German army, and particularly in some of the Waffen SS. They point out where we the, still have them. Sure, they point we out still where, have them there. point point out where the Jews were hiding, and point out. <laughs> <laughs> the Canadians are, are saluting. Oh, him. they were saluting that guy. Yeah, they caught him flat-footed. He was he was in uh, he was Ukrainian <laughs> SS. But but it's then crazy. but crazy. then the war, according to the history I read, is the the Ukrainians when the when the German army comes back through with the Soviet army on their tail, um, and they pass through, the Ukrainians still fought, and you can read historians that will tell you that it wasn't until 1948 until Stalin could settle down the Ukrainians. And good, bad, or indifferent, they're, they're the... I'm waving at Daddy. The, um, I mean, it's, it's this history of conflict. And yeah, th- this, is not, this, is, this is not going away. Yeah, and that, that's why the Ukraine thing is not so cut and dry and simple. No, oh we my really God. Should not, we should not ever know it's in there. Mike, it is so complex. And, I, you know, I, no, haven't, I, no. haven't, I haven't spent a lifetime, but I, I'm always drawn to it, to read it, well, to I read it again. Yeah, listen to you enough to know these things. Well, and uh, I think you're a wonderful historian. Well, you're kind, you but... Educating but, us. But if you, if you, I mean, I always come back, because I love Irish history. This guy was Michael Collins. There's De Valera. There's all these, all these different guys, and they and they would say, "I'm not." They, I can't do the Irish voice. I'm not a politician. I'm a gunman, meaning I'm a terrorist. I, I, I'm not a politician. I'm a gunman, and that was their way of saying, "I'm a, gun, I'm a gunman." Yeah, and so, so I bet I, I bet if you pulled over one of these Palestinians riding a. Uh, uh, four, you know those four by fours into wherever oh, it's going. I bet, yeah, but a paraglider. Yeah, I bet if you ask them, I bet if you ask them, who are you? You know, I'm not a politician. So, I mean, I, I I look at this stuff with great sadness because it can't settle. And the interesting thing no, is, we come up it, to a pause with Jimmy coming up, but they yeah, they are they are each other. Not, there there is a it, there, there's this theory. And it's called the Jews Jew. And mm-hmm. in the Middle East, the Palestinians are the, the the role the Jews played before the Shoah in Europe. They were the intelligentsia, the physicians, 
um, you know, the bankers. They were the the best and the brightest. They 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 were the you know they hardworking. Had, oh well, not only that, but they were they were smart. They were the playwrights. They were the the writers, Thomas Mann and the Buddenbrooks and all this stuff. And in Middle East, the Palestinians play the same role as physicians and you know and and and, and educators and they're they're this group of people that they're more alike than they are different than they are different than they are different yeah and there are people yeah, that say just, no it's like sadness it's, it, it's the Hatfields and the McCoys only on a bigger scale oh man I mean the Hatfields have to take a back seat <laughs> I thank you yeah, well I'm saying on a bigger scale thank you Peter. thank you Thanks. all right um what do you want to do here sir take another call take another call break call break 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 it is I'm Peter Burles. Good morning, everyone. It's a Saturday. 73 will be the high today. 80 on Sunday. Monday, 78 degrees. In our studio, I can see him through the wall. The one, the only, Jimmy Walker, Dr. Daddio. Hang on your hats. The law offices of Dan Kaplan's and Danny's believed to be the only lawyer in Colorado history to win five straight multi-million dollar jury verdicts in motor vehicle crash cases. His partners are a lot of these young guys, and they, they come out of... The DA's offices, and they're they're good to go. They're, Danny's firm believes, and this is good people from all walks of life, re, regardless of the ability to pay, receive the level of representation that the powerful enjoy. Capitalist Law Firm believes that talk's cheap, experience counts, results matter. The firm would be happy to share with you its track record of outstanding jury verdicts, out-of-court settlements. Capitalist Law believes there are and says, who you hire says a lot about you. Everybody involved in the case, they suggest you choose a law firm that shares your values. The firm believes its core values have been the foundation of its historic success. Faith, integrity, hard work, and dedication. You need help. It's a question. 303-770-5551. 303-770-5551. Danny and the guys will get back to you. It's Capitalist Law, C-A-P-L-I-S Law dot com. He is the man. 303-770-5551. Morning, everybody. 710 KNUS Denver's talk station. Coming up in studio, the one, the only, Jimmy Walker, Dr. Daddio. 946, 14 before the hour. 73 will be the high today. Lines are jammed up. Let's go to Jim. Jim, you're on a radio show, man. Good morning and thank you. Hey Pete, good to talk to you again. Jim, uh, I, I, you know, this, in, in, in uh, transparency, uh, I know this guy. <laughs> hey man, good morning. Good morning. I there are issues on all sides, and one of the things for the benefit of your listeners, uh, especially now with the internet, you can go and find global publications. And I spent the morning; I was reading a, a number of these, including the Arab News out of Saudi Arabia, Gulf the golf news, which is out of UAE, and they have similar slants. Then I went over to the Tehran Times, which, of course, is a little different. And then I went to the... I got to warn you on time. I got to tell you on time, so... Go ahead. Well, it's just the idea that you gain... The the key on these kind of issues is to gain a much better understanding of how the other position is. And it might modify your own position or understanding, or uh, if the case it doesn't, it better enables you to counter their talking points. But... This issue, you mentioned Gaza, half of Gaza was in the, the land of the Philistines. So it really does go back to biblical times. Oh, so, I mean, listen, anybody that doesn't, that doesn't get that, 
like that one fellow that started it off. Of course it does. It's, you know, wh- wh- who was Goliath? He was right. he, he was exactly. a he was a Philistine. Where Philistine. do the, where do the Palestinians get their name? From there the Philist- from the Philistines. Mm-hmm. And, and Arafat, and you know you know a lot about him. I mean, the background. He and his cronies stole stole billions stole, oh, of dollars. Oh God! And he could have had he could have had peace. And this is documented by the many times. His bank accounts had over a billion himself. Sure, but it's been documented he could have had peace. But the problem with that, then they would cut off a lot of the funding. And then there would be accountability. Well, what are you doing about sewage? What are you doing about education? Sure, what are you no. doing about rebuilding the infrastructure? Every, everything you there say would is be true. The accountability. Yeah. I was and he. Uh, I, I was in Lebanon, no, he, and Lebanon's like uh-huh. so intriguing. And I was taken to um, not American University, but the Lebanese uh, University, and right. and and um, brilliant people. I mean, like who's smarter in Lebanese? Well, they but, re- Beirut was the U.S. State Department, and they had language schools over there. Well, that's when— Beirut, they always called it the Paris of the Middle well, East. Before the Civil War, before the, mm-hmm. the before the invasion. And so these guys said proudly, they said, let me let me take you someplace we'd like you to see. And we go down these hallways, and these, are, these places are ancient. We go into a room, and I said, okay, you know, I'm here, and I want to— He said, in this room— Yasser Arafat met Henry Kissinger. <laughs> I was, I mean, I, yeah, no, I'm not, I, I swear to, I mean, it's like, and that was when the Civil War was on because the the PLO, where do they go? They invade Lebanon. The Israelis chase them in, and then the Syrians come in underneath that. And remember, the United States Navy is shelling, and they, they put guys ashore. And Kissinger and Arafat settle it, winky, winky. But that's the rise of Hamas. Right. What Hezbollah comes from comes out of the prisons. Hezbollah comes out of the prisons of Lebanon. And if you look at it, it's like, where did the Black Panther Party really make, you know, make its moves? It came out of, oftentimes out of the prisons. But they were... They well, were, that's where a lot of, actually a lot of the groups come out of that absolutely but the, you know, that's where they evolve but that's the party of god and that's that when i met the um head of the political arm of, of hezbollah they don't say hezbollah they say hezbollah and but they started feeding kids and doing you know all, they they're one of the most powerful forces right now not only in the middle certainly in lebanon but they're funded by because they're shia they're funded by Iranians. At the same time, they'll tell you they have no religion. So what do you do with all of that? Well, that and see, this is the underlying thing. When you go throughout that area, including what's going on in Syria, that's a Shia-Sunni issue. That's between Saudi Arabia and Iran, Jordan right. and others on each side. And, when the and Bu- that's really what it's about. When the Bushes knocked Saddam Hussein out of the box for no legitimate reason, they opened up the gates of hell. You eliminated the counterweight to Iran. Absolutely. And destabilized the entire region. And and stupid, I mean, Bush was a fool. And Cheney, I don't even have a description for Cheney. But that's what they did. And they, the evil would be oh, they set, appropriate word. They threw the whole Middle East on its can. And 
from Lebanon to Libya. There's no coming back. And then this begins to happen. But these are separate. This is the point I was trying to make. This conflict will burn out. Do you agree to that? I mean, it will... It, it will. They will burn out. The current one, you yeah, mean? In yeah. The current attack, mm-hmm. of course. But but it'll it'll burn out. But the embers will continue to smolder. Of course, and you know it's going to flare up again. Absolutely, it's inevitable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things I, I mentioned about reading other publications, whether you agree with people or not, it's important to understand other people's perspective, where they're coming from, point how I'm, they see. Point the I've world. been trying to make forever. You know, don't exactly. You know, tell me, once I, I read Al Jazeera, which shows you I'd need to get a life. But sure. Al Jazeera has No, a, but it, that's a good source. That's just a, good, for a great, counterpoint. Just to listen. And yeah, I, the stuff that's going on right now in Fox is uh, the, the kinds of things you can expect from Fox. There, This is going to burn out. And it, there's, a, there's, a ter, there's a term called infatata which is the rising, the Palestinian right. rising. They've right. had them before. Mm-hmm. And now, no one said that yet. No one has yet said this is an infatata. Um, perhaps by tomorrow. Or maybe they, maybe this is like the Tet Offensive, which was the, I was trying to make that case. The Tet Offensive was a loss. But when William Westmoreland said, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and after Tet, they said, yeah, it's the train coming the other way. And, <laughs> well, and, in Tet, from a military perspective, they won. Tet you, was a colossal loss absolutely. on the part of the, uh, the and, communist Vietnamese because they lost so much and they expected more people to rise up. But Jim, but it was a media bonanza for them. Jim, this, it, this, 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 this I mean, as I see repetition always, this is the Tet Offensive. These these guys have gone in, in essence, to die. There's, there's in many ways, they're zappers. So they go in. They're sappers. They'll they'll die, and what, and with the great Irish history is about the the members of the IRA. And they, there's a great book called "I Die in a Good Cause." And when I was in the first time I was in Ireland, and I, I got to I bought it and read it. It's pretty much an Irish publication, but it's all the speeches from the dock when they'd catch these guys and they'd rip their shirts open and they'd stand their mm. hands tied behind their back and what they wouldn't say to the British. And it's called, and it's called well, I, I Die in a Good Cause. It's programming. I mean, when I have videos from decades ago where when Arafat was in power and they had a program, it was just like Sesame Street, had a big oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Knockoff, yeah. except the fact that the kids... They would reenact suicide bombers. Yes. Blowing up Buffalo, the Israeli kids I, I, and others. They, call they would have these children in there from like age four to about 15 yep. chanting, they can't wait to dry and die and for each drop of their blood to free their countrymen and all of this nonsense programming. It, so no, but they make. Arafat was doing this. I'm a nice guy and I want peace. <sighs> Please. For the Western media. In reality, when you listen to his speeches, if you could speak Arabic or get it translated, and then when you monitored what was on television, you could record it, then you found out what he was well, really they, saying. He was continually advocate, advocating terrorism. But they, they would Because s- he wanted more money. And then you go to the, the other thing, which you advocate, is reading the other publications mm-hmm. to see it's the us against them, oh. you know, coverage in the Arab press. And that sounds... 
It is, it is interesting. I have sadly seen those videos and they, when these young men say, I'm going on a mission, and they're making death videos that they play then to more young men. Um, it's, it, it chases its tail. Uh, the great line from historians, there is no tomorrow. It's simply yesterday repeating itself. So yesterday is repeating itself this morning. And, uh, and conditioning the young men to become terrorists. Bingo. You know, the idea that 72 virgins and, and you'll be exalted on earth and in heaven and so forth and so on. Yeah. And for women, if they oh, were accused of uh, violation, yeah. instead of an honor killing, they were given the option to become a suicide sure. bomber, yeah. in which case they would, they, that, to them, that would be the best solution and? or it's posed that way because they would salvage the reputation of and, their family and, for selling it by perhaps being with another man or just seeing me and in, being with another and in man of, or being raped by in another ter- man. In terms of religion, the Catholic Church makes a deal with the British government. Any one of these guys who are condemned or hung or killed, who are fighting for Irish freedom, cannot be buried in consecrated land. I mean, think about the role that the, the Catholic Church played in trying to suck up to the British government that's Protestant. So they did that. Right. And if you were if you were in the IRA and you were lifted or you were killed or whatever happened, the church made damn well sure you could not be buried in a Catholic cemetery. And so that forced mothers, deeply religious mothers, to go to their sons and say, for God's sake, get away from them. Now, the church made remarkable deals uh, to... Um, to go along, to get along, to collect their taxes and the rest of it. The British just played them like fiddles. I, I, I got yeah. I, I to turn this around. Give me a call. I'd like to talk to you, man. Um, sure. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, we'll pick it up. All right, Bubba. Later. Thank you, man. Um, changing horses. I've been planning on this show for I can't tell you how long. If you grew up in Denver, there was a time. There was a man. His name was Jimmy Walker, Dr. Daddio. And Daddy-O and I worked side-by-side side at the end. It's at, um, I was at Cahow, and he was at 760. But all of my admiration goes back into that time when the Daddy-O house party and everything that Jimmy did. It's a great honor for me to come up on the other side, and we need to do it on this morning. Come back with Jimmy Walker, Dr. Daddy-O. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.